0: This is 1059 The Region, and you're listening to Discovery, the radio show for podcasters. Your content unfiltered. This is Discovery.
1: You're listening to the Millennial Balance Podcast right here
2: on 1059 The Region. We're back. I'm Shaliza Backus. Afia Ba, ready to go. You know, we're very close to the end of 2023, but, oh. you know, I'm still feeling pumped i'm still trying to feel pumped because yeah. if it hits 2024 20, then it's just it's it's too much of a re- reset for me yeah so I i'm get just that. trying to like finish strong i get so that. i don't like finishing strong i just like to sleep <laughs> <laughs> i'm a hibernator <laughs> and it's cold and i'm just i just it's, feel myself just but wanting it's to not get in the that comfort- cold it's like weirdly well anyway as what- soon as i hit a single digit We ain't coming outside. All right, fine. I'll (laughs) give you that.
1: Why are we so old? We say this every single episode. We always (laughs) end up talking about the weather. I
2: used to go out and I don't have, I never had that energy when I was younger though. Well, you were the more vivacious one. I was just, now I uh, agree. I just want to sleep. Got Oreo cookies and I'm good. You know,
1: (laughs) anyway, someone who has not been sleeping. Yeah. For for the, his entire career, Maestro Fresh West, a yep. Canadian hip-hop icon. And he's gonna be inducted into the Canadian Hall of Fame, and he joins us now.
2: What an honor. Thank you so much yes. for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. How are you doing?
1: Great. We're, We're so good. excited to have you on. Now, this really, this really shocks me. You are the first hip hop artist to be inducted into the Canadian Hall of Fame. Like that, that
2: to me is wild. But I'm glad that it's you. Yeah. It, it could it would be if it was anyone else, it wouldn't it wouldn't be right,
0: yeah, greatly appreciated. So I, I feel I feel blessed. It's honored to be honored. So I'm looking forward to it.
2: I mean, when you got the call or when you heard of it, I mean, what were the first things that came in your mind when you got the news? Finally, let's rock. <laughs> That's great. Let's go.
0: <laughs> and to be honest, like how cool is it though that you know, you know, this year we're celebrating the fiftieth anniversary of hip hop. This is the same year that it's, it's, it's announced that I'll be inducted in the Canadian Music Hall of Fame. Not only am I uh, the first hip-hop artist ever inducted, but I'm only the fourth Black artist ever inducted in the Canadian Music Hall of Fame behind Oscar Peterson, Oliver Jones, and uh, my Scarborough Guyanese sister, Deborah Cox.
1: That's it.
0: How cool is that, you know? So it's a blessing, and we still have a long way to go, but um, it's an honor to be honored, and yeah, we're making it happen
1: and and tell us a little bit about your come up because you've been in the game for for quite some time you've had an amazing career behind you and so far to go as well so how was the build-up to get to this moment
0: well my i did my first performance ever in 1979 at my elementary school our lady of good Counsel, which is uh midland and finch so i'm scarborough all day and that was it was a beautiful thing just to to do that for fun and then later on it became uh, more of a hobby and it just see it transcended to to something that I'm doing career-wise is a beautiful thing.
2: And then if I'm not mistaken, shout out to OCS.
0: Senator O'Connor is where I performed. my
2: yeah.
0: high, <laughs> high school performance, yeah, in grade 9 or 10. And um, from there, I took it to CKLN, 88.1, uh, Ryerson at the time. Shout out to Ron Nelson, who put me on radio for the very first time. So he's another Scarborough brother, so. We've been doing it, man. We've been definitely doing it. I'm just glad that it, it's uh it's a part of our history of a beautiful history of Toronto hip-hop. When you see artists like Cardinal expand, and then later on, artists like Drake take it to the next level. It's a beautiful thing to be a part of this whole equation. Definitely. Most deaf, most
2: deaf. And can you talk about you weren't always going by Maestro Fresh West?
0: You had Yeah, new- yeah, yeah. Ba- ba- back like in 82, um, yeah. I was known as Melody MC. Then I changed it to Melody MC, aka Fresh West. Then it was just MC Fresh West, and then it was just like the Maestro Fresh West. I needed a title, so I, I stuck with it, and uh, I made history with that. But yeah, Melody MC was the name that I was known from like 1982 to about 87, 88.
2: And making those name changes too, you were talking about, or I believe I heard you saying um, before that it's also about reinventing yourself. Like that was also a critical time for you too, and you're in terms of you know putting yourself
0: out there in your music. Because back in 1987, people started calling me old, like 1997, not 1997, I'm sorry, 1987. So 1987 and 1988, that's the first time I started hearing people say, man, you wash, man, you old. Wow. So I was like, wow, you know what? Let me make a transition. Let me change my name, come up with a concept. That's when I came with the black tuxedo, you know, and, and all that. It was reinvention. And on top of that, I came with the dope state jackets, the red and gold jackets, because To me, if the black tuxedo was too left field for the average B-boy, at least I have something that that they can embrace as well. That was me doing cross-promotion without knowing that I was doing cross-promotion, you know?
2: Ahead of your game.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think it's interesting that you say that because sometimes I feel like reinventing yourself or trying something new doesn't necessarily work out so Mm -hmm. like what brought you to that decision like just because people were calling you old or did you feel like you know there was a different direction for you to go in
0: uh a bit of both to be quite honest you know nobody wants to feel that that they're not um able to still contribute especially back then when and you know not to brag or nothing I know I'm murdering all these guys on top of all that like you know what I'm saying so (laughs) I'm just gonna buy it like I'm just being honest with you as an MC, we go into it knowing we're you know ripping lungs out. So that was my mentality anyway. So on top of that, I've been doing this since time and I got concepts upon concepts upon concepts. My pen game is nice and it's it's eating food season. Thanks for asking. You know, that was my mentality back then. And and I'm glad it was. And I performed on electric circus for the second time. And I performed, well, a gentleman by the name, who's a legend in the dance music realm by the name of Stevie B. He just so happened to be visiting uh toronto while performing for the first time he connected up with his label lmr records and the rest is history let your backbone slide is the first single from a canadian hip-hop artist to ever go gold um and it took 22 years until my good brother carter now connected with akon before that was exceeded so that's that's what you're dealing with in terms of longevity that's what you're dealing with in terms of perseverance perseverance as well as Canadian heritage right there, you know?
2: Let your backbone slide, though. Like, did you know how immense that, song was going to be like when when it came into your lap or when you were like going through it and just before it was about to drop you were just like man I know this is going to be a gem because you know what MCs there there has to be that confidence mm-hmm. throughout you don't know what's going to be the number 1 hit or not but with that particular song did you really realize how much it was going to change the game especially for for Canadian hip hop
0: Absolutely and it didn't fall in my lap it was produced by me and my and and Peter and Anthony Davis of First Defense Productions mm. and and that was hard work once we got the record deal we said wow we got to deal with this single right here we have an opportunity to remix it so we made it even better than what people heard before do you see what i'm saying and yeah. that's what we went with so it didn't fall into the lap per se it was like you know to fall into the lap i see as you're waiting for opportunities to happen we were making opportunities and with my um perspective of of not waiting and not twilling thumbs that's what it was you know definitely
1: and you know hip hop in in canada has come a long way it's still definitely got a long way to go and i feel like now looking at canadian hip-hop the only thing that people see is drake Mm. right and you know you have created those stepping stones for him to get to where he is so what i'm sure it hasn't been easy for you to watch this all happen over the last few years like i'm sure there have been times where things have been discouraging or you're like what the heck is going on like what is the climate of hip-hop in canada And are you still feeling that way
0: See, what you just asked me what the climate of, of hip-hop. When I reinvented myself, I was just wasn't reinventing myself in within the parameters of hip-hop. So all when all that stuff was going in, with like Cardi doing his thing later on into Drake, I was working on like film and television projects. You see what I'm saying? So I'm in paid in full. If you look at paid in full, that movie, there's a small part of me and dad, honey, four brothers, you know, not to mention eight seasons of Mr. D. Uh, supporting role, not to mention four seasons of of Instant Star before that, not to mention two seasons of uh, Metropia before that, and after Instant Star, not to mention two seasons of an HBO show called The Line, where I got uh, nominated for Best Supporting Actor in a Dramatic Role. So I'm a more of a multimedia artist, so it wasn't really hard. If I was just waiting, twiddling my thumbs for that mystical, miraculous day to come where I have another hit record, then I could understand it'd be hard, but my mentality is like this was a catalyst not only for me and not only for other artists as well, but a catalyst for me to do different things. And once I saw Tupac in Juice, I was like, Wow, man, let me learn how to act, let me take acting classes, let me do different things. And I wish I could have been like 50 Cent where I have no plan B, but fam, I got like plan B, C, D, I'm on plan G right now, you know as what I'm you saying?
2: Should. Yeah, yeah, plan as G, right.
0: That's where I'm at. And and I don't know if you guys know, I got the Maestro Fresh West Scholarship that's reinforced exactly what I'm saying to you because it's for Black youth involved in trades, right? Specifically for Black youth involved in trades because to me, I helped build Toronto uh, in terms of Black music in Canada and it'd be irresponsible of me not to encourage Black builders, young Black builders. So I'm proud to say I got my own scholarship because like I said, we don't have we, we don't have a shortage of rappers. We definitely have a shortage of, of, of uh, young Black youth involved in trades, in welding, carpentry, you know, what have you. So while you're working on your music, while you're working on your sports, it's not going to hurt to learn a trade, learn something. I wish I had an OG showing me, telling me this right now that I'm saying.
1: And I, I feel like you you literally read our minds because that's what we were we were coming to. And do you feel like it's it's important to have that backup? I mean, I guess you
2: really Absolutely. just it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. You have to have something else. Not everyone's going to be Drake. Sorry to, tar- sorry to um break anybody's bubble or whatever like that. We live in an era right now when everybody's putting on social media. They, 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 you know, look at me, look at me do this, look at me do that. Back in the days we had substance in terms of like, yo, I'm actually doing something called selling records, man. I don't have to like, like, like fake how many streams I got. People actually went to the record store and bought my records, man. You see what I'm saying? And it took 22 years before that was exceeded. 22 years, that's two, two days, almost a quarter of a century before that was exceeded. You know what I'm saying? And my favorite MC out of Toronto, I love everybody, but my favorite MC out of Toronto is my brother Carter Now. And how cool is it? It took my brother Carter Now, no matter how dope he was, it, connected, it took time for him to connect with Akon before my first album was exceeded, almost a quarter of a century before that. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So my whole thing is, he's just about to get inducted in the Canada's Walk of Fame. And I'm very proud of him. You know, I wouldn't want that for any other artist but him to have that, to get inducted in the Canadian uh, Walk of Fame. You know what I'm saying? So that's my brother right there. And uh, But, yeah, it took a, almost a quarter of a century before my first record got exceeded in terms of sales. You know, I don't think people are really you know the magnitude and the impact it really made. That gets overlooked.
2: And the perseverance mm-hmm. to stick with it, you know, to, to keep working it and I think that's sometimes the mentality and the skill that people are maybe might be lacking, I mean, it might be just because we're like in a fast food era type of generation mm-hmm. where we just that's want. Social media era. Now, 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 right, but things take time like great you have you know that instant success, but how do you follow up on it and most people don't necessarily think about that or think though of the work that comes behind it mm-hmm.
0: maestro. Yeah, it's said their fault we've been socially engineered not to think about people who came up before you, we've been socially engineered to, to, as you say, have an air of entitlement like now, but you know what I'm saying? If now you're not necessarily doing legendary things, man. So my thing is it took a long time. This is 45 years, 2024 commemorates the 45th anniversary Oh, your man right here being involved in hip-hop, man. How cool is that, that I'm still here? Backbones are still sliding. I'm still doing new things, still thinking outside the box. My cooking show, Maestro Chef West, is in the second season. How cool is that? I'm producing my own TV projects. My other show, Race Against the Tide, is on season number four, you know? So I'm doing different things right now. If I was just a twiddle my thumbs or lying my laurels of what I did back in the days, I wouldn't be here sitting with y'all right now. You feel me? Yeah, so, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if, if if this generation here didn't know my music or what have you like that. When you look at me, you look at longevity. You see what I'm saying? And that's a beautiful thing. You're
2: touching on it right now, but I think maybe if there's any possibility of expanding on it, but you've you said it so beautifully. Maestro, if you could explain what's your vision right now and pun intended, how do you stick to your vision?
0: What's my vision right now? There's something called revising the game too because COVID hit us three years ago. And so so it's one thing to have a vision, but sometimes you have to have a revision. You see what I'm saying? Due to COVID, I moved out to the East Coast because I got a son, right? That's my priority. So I wasn't going to let him and his moms move out here. And I'm twilling my thumbs in Toronto. So I moved out with them. I was daddy in the dungeon for 11 months until I got my own crib and and rebuilt, started rebuilding because I couldn't do shows. I couldn't do a lot of things, but the world shut down. But you see how God worked? When you take care of, of, of people, And you do good things, great things start happening. You know what I'm saying? I started volunteering, doing a lot of things for the community. The most High seen what I was doing and I'm being rewarded right now for all this work. This is why things is happening. You see what I'm saying? So that's a part of it too. When things get thrown at you, how are you gonna bounce back? Because I believe extraordinary people have extraordinary challenges. And I believe I'm an extraordinary individual. So I'm definitely gonna have extraordinary challenges during these extraordinary times. But by putting things out like the Maestro Fresh West Scholarship, specifically for black youth in trades, the most eyes rewarded me. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up. If I was just to be like, yo, let me see who could spit next. i built Toronto. Real talk when it comes to hip hop. I boldly say that. And and it's real talk. Of course, anybody who comes up after me, you're supposed to be better than me. Why? Because you have a point of reference. And that's a point of reference I never had. You see what I'm saying? So you could say this is what this guy did that was good. This guy, this is what this guy did that I didn't like, whatever. But at least you had a point of reference. You see what I'm saying? And if you didn't grow up watching me, you grew up watching guys who grew up watching me and you're using them as your point of reference to mm-hmm. see what they did um, that you wouldn't do or as well. They did what you would do. You understand what I'm saying? It's an honor to be a part of this whole foundation of black music in Canada. And I'm going to continue doing it, but it'd be irresponsible of me just to lead the youth in in that specific direction, as opposed to trying to expand and build for my community
1: hundred percent, a hundred percent. And, you know, my next question was going to be like, what advice do you have? But I feel like this entire podcast episode has just been is about you, advice. Yeah. Yeah. Giving advice to the youth, supporting the youth, the, the amazing oh, things you do. And OK, I want to know what it's going to be like for you during Juno week in March of next year, when you go up there to accept your induction into the Canadian Music Hall of Fame, what what are you thinking about? What facts do you feel like you need to drop when you accept that honor?
0: I mean, I told you a lie. I started this, wrote my first rhyme, performed in 1979. Let people know that this isn't something, something you know that just happened overnight. You know, I'm gonna thank all my producers, all my collaborators, because I couldn't have done it without them. Thank all my fans, DJs that spun my records, videographers. I couldn't do it without them, man. I'm 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 so blessed to be to work with so many different people through through different generations, man. I thank them. Thank my family. And, and yeah, let's keep it moving. I don't make records. I make history. This is a part of history. This is part of our history right now. We document it because this is a part of, of Black music history in Canada. You got to understand, when you, we look at our, our brothers and sisters in America, it's a whole different story than, than what we do right here. Because look at it. LL Cool J is one of my idols, right? LL Cool J is not the first Black artist to go platinum in America. You see what I'm saying? Michael Jackson is one of my, my idols. Michael Jackson is not the first black artist to go platinum in America. But the country where I was born and raised, I was the first to ever do this. And for the genre of music, I was the first to ever do this. You see what I'm saying? So that being said, we gotta celebrate. We gotta celebrate and not try to be little stuff because you feel that this man's is better than me or so and so is better than that. This is facts. We gotta document a history and we gotta celebrate, definitely.
2: Acknowledge and honor your achievements. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is, that is in and of itself. Like, it's your story. So why should you Why should you downplay the light exactly. that you brought yeah. into the world and, and the story and the role that you played?
0: Mm-hmm. No, I'm dope. I know I'm dope. But guess what? So are you. You know what I'm saying? You guys said something earlier, you know, about it's getting cold. Let me tell you something. It is getting cold right now. You know, the weather's changing, all that. But I want to say, after right after Carabana Weekend, I put on my lawn, John's fam. You know <laughs> Thank you. Right after caravana weekend, i put my you. long. I don't care what nobody says. Is this man.
1: is this is this a Thank color you. is this the color people thing? Because I feel like just across the board,
2: we're all just cold after carnival. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I, 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 after after caravana, my long john's ready.
2: <laughs> Thank you very much. Summer's done. We'll see oh you back sure. again in May. Peace man. out. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad that you finally said that I mean and you know what you talking about um, the history and I mean celebrating your achievements and everything and then you know being given the moniker of the godfather of Canadian hip hop. Yes, being the godfather of Canadian hip hop, where do you want to see Canadian hip hop go
0: to next. Hip hop is doing it shout out to Drake shout out to all these artists coming up doing big things globally understand. I would have loved to have like 20 million hits, but the Most High anointed me to be that first one to have the hit record that was a ripple effect that transcended generations, understand? And that's why we celebrate right now. I, I celebrate for, for me, I celebrate for my younger brothers and sisters coming up behind me. It doesn't matter if it's five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years afterwards, it's an honor to be a part of this. You know. So when you see me do stuff like the Maestro Fresh West Scholarship for Black youth, that's just a ripple effect. You know, not only for, for, for MCs and Black artists here. How about my brothers down south? It doesn't take much, you know? It didn't take that much for me to establish this, right? And we could expand on this. And that's the thing. We've been socially engineered to be dependent on other people. Understand what I'm saying? And if you're always dependent on other other communities, we're always going to be slaves. But these Black hands built pyramids. Understand what I'm saying? That's why, like I said, I helped build the Black music industry in Canada. Now I'm going to inspire Black builders. You see what I'm saying? It's a ripple effect. And I
1: I actually do have a question about the scholarship. How do you apply for it? How do you uh, take a look at all the applicants? Do do you apply? Are you just like looking at people in the community, things like that?
0: No, I just established it. I gave them the criteria, I gave them the parameters, and they're going to pick uh, the uh, winner. People have, have already submitted. They're going to pick a winner in March. And I'm very excited for that young man or young lady because we're on to doing great things. And like I said, this is just a ripple effect that's going to expand and God willing, expand intergenerationally.
2: And thank you also for choosing the trades. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's a highly underrepresented sort of field, especially for those who are of um, in the minority community and background. And, you know, fine, great. Colleges, universities are great. Aspire for to be whatever you want to be, but don't necessarily put trades in the back burner, right? That's a great, great quality and skill
0: to have, right? And there's
1: lots of money behind those jobs too. Yeah. Don't count them out. Like
0: I said, I wish I had an OG schooling me, showing me certain things. I never had that. So it'd be irresponsible of me just to try to continue inspiring rappers. <laughs> That's kind of comical. I'm not here to do that anymore. I did that for, for generations. We're at the top of the global food chain. You know what I'm saying? If If I look at my book, Stick to Your Vision, there's a testimonial from Drake saying, you know, Maestro gave me confidence which is great. He took that and he gave me confidence now. You know what I'm saying? He gave everybody confidence right now. But where I'm at right now at 56 years old, I'm trying to expand and build my community so we 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 don't have to depend on anybody else, man. This is what you're supposed to do. This is what an OG is supposed to do. It'd be irresponsible of me just to be like, "Yo, you know, I still I can my bars are still nice. Don't get twisted. I still got bars, you know what I'm oh, saying?" Sure. Of course, of course. Yeah. never doubted it. Food, <laughs> right? But, you know, I'm just trying to do what I'm supposed to do right now. Like I said, the most high rewarded me, and I got to continue paying it forward.
2: What are some of the biggest things that you want to try to achieve maybe in the next, like, let's say five, 10 years? I know you're building this scholarship. I know you're about to be honored next year. But what are some of the things that's like on your heart that you're like, man, I have to like start putting this in motion eventually. Or if you don't want to even put that out there, because maybe it's just like, you know, your vision are still sometimes it's something that's implanted on your heart, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to be spoken about yet. So you're just trying to still feel things out.
0: I mean, I would like to do more um, television projects, stuff like that, but in the right time. And, you know, I got a few things happening and at the right time. I'll, I'll expose yeah, yeah. all that but you know it's so funny i did an interview yesterday and the gentleman said when he interviews people who get inducted in the hall of fame they have a happy and sad vibe they're happy because they're acknowledged but they're sad because they feel like people think it's the end of the road for them like i'm on the next wave right now fam you say know i'm saying this is cute all this is cute this is like trust me i'm thrilled to what i'm doing but i've worked extremely hard and things are slowly but surely coming into fruition. You're seeing me pop up in different realms. And, and that's what we're going to continue doing. But I'm proud to say that I didn't really have points of reference older than me that inspired me. It, not from Canada, but the points of references that inspired me are the brothers like the Drakes, the brothers like the Cardinal, mm-hmm. the brothers like Socrates, mm-hmm. man's like that, people like that. Those are the ones that really inspired me to continue doing what I'm doing.
1: And I do want to say, on behalf of our generation, we thank you Honestly. for for giving us those examples, for showing us what perseverance looks like, and and for continuing to instill that on the youth of today with your scholarship
2: as well. You have no my you have no idea how many times I had stick to your vision like on yeah. repeat, especially like with the baseline with these mm-hmm. eyes, and I was just like, oh okay. But the message it is it just goes beyond right, and for me, I'm always looking for something that's teaching me that's inspiring me right i mean fine songs are great you know catchy hook and everything it's great but like you also need something that's also feeding your soul and mm-hmm. i think but here's that, the thing here's the thing me.
0: thank you very much but how long ago did you did stick to your vision come out
2: i mean 1998 but i was eight but it still resonates with me today <laughs> you know
0: how cool that is? that's what i'm saying <laughs> you exactly. don't make records you yeah. don't make records we make history and speaking that's of that it. i got a brand new um album just dropped for you for, for kids it's called stick to your vision for young athletes And this is very important. This emphasizes the importance of coaches, emphasizes the importance of parents that that support their children in sports and their personal development and how that can help them through sports. It's called Maestro Fresh West Presents. um, Young Maestro, stick to your vision for young athletes. It's the third installment of my kids' um, albums and it's awesome. Shout out to Charmaine, who plays Captain Kiana on on the album. She got a song called The Warm-Up Song. She murdered that. My man, J.D. Era, he played Coach Douglas. He's like everybody's coach, favorite coach. You know what I mean? We got mm-hmm. Keisha Fresh. We got Roger Mooking, celebrity chef Roger Mooking. He's on Tucson Jordan, he's on it again. You know, Black Orchard produced two songs, female producer from the West End of the city. My brother produced a track on that. And Dub J produced as well on that as well, the majority of the songs. So stick to your vision for young athletes. It has a lot of life lessons in that as well. So... That's what we're here to do, man. If we're here to have the opportunity to say something positive and do something positive and have that, like I said, that ripple effect, that that um, impact on different generations, let's do it.
2: You aren't kidding. Like, you are on, like, go. Yep. And it's just like, I'm not stopping. Like, what's the point of me stopping if I have this opportunity right now in front of me? And I thank you for that. This
1: is the example. This is the work ethic that we need That's right it. now. And so I don't said, care listen, what I'm day, I'm day or
0: year it is. Old. Young. I'm 56 years old. I was in the gym this morning, 5:30 with my exactly. son, training. Training. I'm not
2: there yet, but I'll get there.
0: <laughs> nah, but but you see what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. This is up. Uh, I woke up today. Today's not a good day. Today's a great day. And uh, we're gonna do great things.
1: I'm like speechless right now. Honestly, like, again, thank you for the example that you set and continue to set for being an icon in Canadian hip hop. And congratulations on your induction into the Canadian Music Hall of Fame. And there has to be more hip hop artists, more colored artists, more black artists who are inducted and receive those honors because... We come from the most diverse country in the world.
2: And thank you for sharing your blessing. You know, most people sometimes when they get blessed, they kind of keep it to themselves. But thank you for sharing it and multiplying it, diversifying it mm-hmm. to the community. And I mean, what else than thank you?
0: Well, I want to thank you because I knew the interview was going to be dope, but I think it was going to be this dope. You know what I'm saying? So I thank we you. Try. We try. Nah, man, you're doing it, you're doing it man. So enough respect <laughs> to both of you beautiful queens. Continue that. I hope this is a wonderful start to a wonderful week.
2: Thank
1: you Thank so much. Thank you, Maestro Fresh West, the one and only. Once again, he will be inducted into the Canadian Music Hall of Fame in March of next year during Juno week. We are looking forward to seeing you accept that award. It's going to be dope. And now, Afo, I think it's only right. We end things off with an iconic song by the iconic man, Maestro Fresh West himself.
2: Absolutely. He wasn't just making music. He was making history. Now it's time to hear Let Your Backbone Slide right here on 105.9 The Region.